0: Are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. Hello, lovely pep talk gang. Welcome to a new topic chat. So today we're going to be covering something that I feel like comes up in pretty much every chat that I have with an entrepreneur or someone considering starting a business or even just in a career context as well. That is a balance. So this is a huge topic and a very personal one as well. I know that. So at the end of the day, a lot of this just comes down to each individual as a person, but it's still really interesting to hear everyone's take on it. And to give us her take on things, today we have Olive on pepshock. She's the co-founder of Kami, which is an edtech business. Kami means paper in Japanese and with a very basic description, it's It's basically like a virtual pen and paper for educators and students. And during the COVID lockdown, this has absolutely exploded. These guys have gone from having 1 million signups a year in 2019, which I mean, that sounds amazing by itself, but they've gone to 1 million signups a month right now. Plus, on top of that, while they've also been surviving a global pandemic with the rest of us, Olive and her co founder, who's also her husband, Henji, have also welcomed their first baby into the world. Started a family. What a! rollercoaster. I cannot wait to hear Olive's take on things, plus get some tips from her on how she's managed to balance all this, raising a tiny human, scaling up a tech startup, riding a huge growth wave, all during a global pandemic. This is going to be good. Hi Olive. welcome to Pep Talk. Thank you so much
1: for joining me. Hi Grace, thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So today is going to be one of our new topic chats where we've got Olive on to talk a bit about balance and business, and even if that is a thing, I don't know, but maybe we'll explore that a little bit. Uh, But just before we dive into kind of all of those topics I think it'll be really interesting for everyone listening so they know kind of who we're talking to maybe you can introduce yourself and, and your business a little bit tell us a bit about your background personally and then also the business side of things and, and what you're up to there that'd be a great start.
1: No worries um my name's is Sampson um I studied Bachelor of Arts in Auckland Uni um, during the last year of uni I, I've i met my current co-founders Henji Wang and Jordan Toms they, they were both doing software engineering um, we met through some um, organization that I volunteered in and we got along really well in the rest is history I guess um, <laughs> and we decided we decided to joined this um, university competition called Velocity. Hinji actually applied for us last minute. So there was like then 10 minutes before the deadline. And he messaged me in um, Jordan saying, look, we should enter this startup idea that I've been thinking of. We'll see if we get in. And we got in, we've been one of the finalists um for the competition there we met bob who was our mentor um who has always been our mentor since the beginning and now he's currently our uh, co-founding chairman and chief revenue officer so this all happened in 2013. Um, Kami is our education technology startup. It's basically like the new pen, pen and paper in the classroom. We're really big in North America, especially in the United States, as kindergarten to um, high schools starts to use Chromebooks and other devices. Publishers are currently you know, sh- sending in digital copies of their textbooks. And they needed something like Kami um, to not just annotate, but also interact with documents. Now teachers are using Kami beyond using it within their digital textbooks, but also creating worksheets, creating files um, similar to students as well. Um, So they're, they're just finding new and creative ways of using Kami. So that's, I guess, the shortest way possible for me to explain what the product does
0: yeah that's really cool and I guess like because for me you know I went to school quite a long time ago now and it was very different like we didn't have devices we didn't even have computers when I started (laughs) which is crazy to think about so it's kind of like they can bring up a document or a book on their tablet or their computer and then they can um annotate like make notes and highlight and things is that kind of how it works
1: yep so we have those basic Uh, tools like highlighting, adding comments, we can also um, add video comments, audio comments and drawing, adding um, videos, adding images we even have an equation tool for maths class. So our product is widely used throughout the entire different uh, a variety of subject areas, which is um, really good. And it's not just for you know the regular class, but special classes use our product, which actually removes that barrier between you know those different classes because all the kids use the same. Um, It's the same application. They no longer need to use some special hard to use product for their um, special needs class, which is really good. And I guess for us, that's the goal is just to make sure to create this product that can be widely used anywhere by anyone.
0: Mm, yeah it's great because I think like one thing I struggle with with all of the technology side of things like reading books on my tablet and everything is I just miss that like I'm a very um, list based person I like to like <laughs> write things down and make notes and cross things out and yeah. I miss that side of things so it's really it's really cool I guess like learning and technology is just the future it's inevitable so that you've been able to kind of bring in some of those more old school learning methods and working methods into the future technology is such a good mashup.
1: Exactly mm.
0: and so this is the same idea that you guys came up with for your startup competition is was it 2013 you started Has yes. it been growing since then
1: yes um, so for our first year we've had somehow similar idea um, because Cami was brought upon with our own personal, um, problems, which is like we're in a big lecture, lecture theater and we want to annotate on the side of our PowerPoint slides and we want to communicate and collaborate with the rest of the class. Um, so during that time, it's just hard to just interact with a big lecture theater and we're like, hey, what if we add some sort of a collaboration tool where people can add comments onto the slides in real time and then, you know, the professor can go back to it after the class or someone in the class might be able to help um, each other. So that's how we started and we tried selling to, well, try to grow within New Zealand universities during our first year. and. We got around five thousand signups <laughs> during our first year. Now we get five thousand signups within ten minutes or so. <laughs> wow! Um, so we're currently we're currently nearing fifteen million, um, and we're gaining around a million a month. Um, oh my especially, gosh! Especially <laughs> especially now because it's back to school in North America, of and course. we're just writing this. Um, peak season for us.
0: oh that's amazing. And did you say that you've just got new offices? Did you mention that? You've moved in?
1: Yeah, we just moved into our new office. Um it's been a, a few months, but we moved in December, but I okay. went on maternity leave um, immediately after we <clears> moved in, so we're just trying to catch up on just getting um getting a home in our new space, of especially course. with the lockdown. So most yeah. of the team members haven't been in the office as much. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Do you have a few people in your team now beyond your original three founders?
1: Yep. So we we finished 2019 with around 20 members. Now we're around 38. Oh, that's we're, fast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we've been hiring quite aggressively in the past three months Um, currently our rate is two new members a week Um, so we're just trying to keep up (laughs) and make sure you know it it is a lot and that's us being conservative because you know servicing 15 million registered users there that requires a lot more than 38 people but for us it's just we don't want to overdo it we we still want to keep our culture very very looked after and our team members looked after instead of just quantity of adding people as fast.
0: Mm, that makes sense it sounds wise and so we always kind of uh, on these chats on pep talk we always end up hearing about COVID it, it's kind of inevitable now it's just become part of everyone's story <laughs> exactly. and yeah part of business uh, but for you guys I think it sounds like it's even bigger part of business because I I've heard that during lockdown for you like that was a time when your business just exploded I guess because people weren't even in Mm. classrooms um do you want to like that sounds like a roller coaster (laughs) to already have (laughs) a a global pandemic uh, plus your newborn that we'll hear about a bit later but also (laughs) this this grows like tell us a bit about what that time was like for you guys
1: before the pandemic we gained around 1 million new signups for 2019 um and that's how that's our growth. Um, before, right now we're gaining around a million a month, which is Whoa. really exciting.
0: So twelve uh, times the amount.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we uh, finished twenty nineteen with um, seven million, and now we're currently nearing fifteen million, which is which is really good, um, but also um, kind of challenging for us because it's 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 a sudden growth. Um, and it's just trying to make sure that we still service our users um, the same quality that we've been serving th- servicing them for the past couple of years mm, yeah
0: absolutely like I know that growth like that is obviously great like you say but also it's a bit of breakneck speed going that fast like I've heard from other businesses on on pep Talk who've had that it's a bit of a blessing and a curse like exactly <laughs> you, you want to be able to yeah. manage it um, what do you think was the biggest challenge for you growing that quickly was it like tech like technology based challenges or was it more just like you say the customer care side of thing
1: i think it's everything um when we look at our customers we always make sure that we look looked after what their needs are and also if they have any issues or any questions we cater to them so for the customer service side um, it's just a challenge trying to catch up with everything especially for now that the pandemic kind of fast-forwarded technology in the classroom for three to five years it's 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 a bit of a challenge for other teachers who haven't even started looking into digitizing anything so for us it's not just helping them using Kami but also helping them move into remote learning or a blended learning for them so there's a lot of educational and um, teaching factor for us and for our team to set up as well Um, and the challenge for our team itself is just like okay dealing with the lockdowns with the pandemic but also trying to i guess figure out a way how to move forward with all these new changes so like for example our marketing team have to scrap our entire 2020 marketing strategy and come up with a new one within a couple of days Um, which they did really well I must say because during that time I was still in maternity leave Um, I'm kind of keeping an eye on them but it was Henji who's looking after them and they immediately came up with um, a really good strategy to cater to our users and to cater to um, other potential users as well Um, and during that time it's also looking after the team so we before the first lockdown we set up the whole team to work from home mode immediately Um, for the reason being that we want them to be more comfortable and more set up because um, we know it's it's gonna happen soon. Like at some point, lockdown's gonna happen. So we already told them, look, bring your chairs, ergonomic chairs home. Bring your <laughs> devices. Bring your screens. Everything. And like um, that's why right now we're still trying to bring all our stuff back to the office because we brought everything at home um, so that we know that they're they're all good. And then their internet is set up nicely. Um, so when the l- the lockdowns in the pandemic hit the united states we're already prepared everybody's already Um, familiar with what to do next if certain things happen Mm, yeah it's good that I
0: guess because you guys are very in touch with North America especially you probably had like a bit of an insight I guess into what was probably coming uh, whereas not everyone did in New Zealand we didn't really realize what it would look like when that lockdown hit so it's great that you could kind of get ahead and make sure everyone was really comfortable rather than scrambling around at the last minute (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And you mentioned now you've got 15 million users around the world. Like, I think that's just crazy. That's like three times the population of New Zealand that are using (laughs) your business. Like, did you, when you first entered that competition uh, back at university, like, did you ever imagine it would get to this
1: stage? I guess when every startup founder, it's always been hey. We want to be the next big thing. We want to be the next startup unicorn or whatever goals that a startup founder has. but it's quite different experiencing this massive growth versus just having it as a goal. because um, you still we still can't believe that this is happening, but also now that we're riding this growth wave, what do we do next (laughs) like everybody has that clear goal in mind which is grow this much but it's the matter of trying to cope with the growth challenges that comes along with it
0: yeah yeah you're so right I guess it's like on paper you know that's exactly exactly what you want (laughs) yeah and then you actually have to live with it you know day to day and you actually have to do it and make it happen so it's a whole different story versus the hypothetical uh, dreaming side of things (laughs) exactly (laughs) so like we mentioned at the start we're going to talk a little bit more about balance today. This is a bit of a topic that comes up on pretty much every chat I have with an entrepreneur on this. It's something that I'm really interested to hear your take on uh, because it is kind of comes into so many people's journeys with business. So maybe for everyone listening, you can kind of tell us a bit about how the timing played out for you guys. Uh, You and your co-founder have your first baby and then this also happened while the business was scaling up. So I guess you couldn't you, did you predict like that the timing was going to happen <laughs> like that? Or was it like, did this all kind of take you by surprise a little bit?
1: It took us a, a massive surprise because <laughs> as I mentioned, like before going on maternity leave, that was around December. Um, I've already made sure everything's um, preset because I know Hingy will take over my teams. Um, so I found us a new office space. I got us. um Prepared with a marketing strategy for this year so that everybody knows what's going to happen. You know, clear communication. Everybody's just focused on hitting our, our goals and start planning um, for this year. Um, and with the whole pandemic, it totally changed everything. I wasn't, I was in maternity leave. He's kind of on a paternity leave because he's still helping me with the baby. Um Plus, you know, with the life in a pandemic world, like how do you balance, you know, starting a family plus the business, um, plus the business growing and scaling. It's, I, you know, when people ask me how, how we've been doing it, I still don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a day-to-day thing. It's trying to survive daily. Um, but it's, I guess, in terms of balance, right now my baby is seven months old um we bring her with us in the office um our team's been really patient with us um especially with a baby sometimes screaming if she's trying to find me (laughs) um but it's just you know i i've read so much about um having family but having work or business um, and how to find balance um, so far i'm still trying to figure it out um, as mentioned it's a day-to-day thing i'm just trying to figure out how to work it out every day um, but i guess this the secret into this balance is not just Hinge and i or our family helping out but also having an awesome team um, who's with us um, throughout the start of all these challenges that came in because we have full trust that our team members are will do amazingly well with or without us, even with or without the founders. Because ever since we started um, hiring people um, beyond the founders, we always made sure that whoever we hire, they're gonna be better than us in they can um do in uh work independently without us hovering over them or without us telling them dictating everything that they do you know it's it's still it's still the art of hiring the right people we're still trying to learn more about it but so far we've been lucky enough that we've you know um managed to hire an awesome team who's very, very flexible with whatever's happening. So with with the whole COVID challenge, scrapping all our strategies, they've adapted really fast and they came up with all these new ideas to cope with the new changes.
0: I think there's a couple of things you said there that really stood out I think one of them was just the you know when people ask you how you do it you're like I don't know (laughs) and I think that's (laughs) that's just so true like that's exactly what it feels like is just like I'm not quite sure but we make it through every day and it happens so (laughs) I guess (laughs) it just happens (laughs) yeah and the other side of things I guess is just that yeah you're the team side of things which is obviously partly that sounds like you have an amazing team with great people but it's also testament to you I think partly in that you've had the foresight to hire with that in mind you know you didn't have a baby at the time you were hiring but these people necessarily but you've kind of thought ahead to the right kind of people and then also you just being able to check your ego and be like these people do it better than me anyway so I'm just going to let them do it and trust them to do it which when it's your business that you've been working on for seven years is, is not actually as easy to do as it sounds necessarily to hand it over to other people.
1: I guess it's one of the things we learned early on um, because especially in the early days um, us founders we fly off to Silicon Valley a lot we go to you know go to the Bay Area meeting other founders and and for us it's it's quite amazing to see all these founders who just have this experience that they gain so much by just having you know a, a sur- by surrounding themselves with other founders which we do, which we don't have a lot here in New Zealand um, in terms of the tech startup scene um, and we learn a lot from them we ask a lot of questions um, about their experience about their growth in hiring teams and I guess that's one of the things that we learned from them and from asking people around is that you know you got to hire the right people and we've kept that in mind um, because at the end of the day the business is the number one priority and it's not the founders or it's not a particular person it's actually the entirety of the company mm.
0: yeah it gets bigger than just a couple of people after a while it becomes mm-hmm. its own thing yeah exactly yeah I'm interested to hear how you found it with your newborn because I had a business at the time that I had my baby as well And I know that I found one of the biggest challenges was the emotional side of things rather than the practical Mm day-to-day. It was more like the emotional energy because I think... As With a baby and a business you kind of pour your heart and soul into both of those things like you give everything to them And I know that I found I felt quite stretched once I had a real-life baby and a business baby I just couldn't I didn't have enough emotional energy to pour into both of those things every day Um, So I'm interested to hear if if that was something that came up with you Especially during those early days when you've when you've got a newborn and emotions are already running quite high.
1: Oh definitely. I totally agree with you with all the emotions and just trying to look after two babies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, two at babies. the same time. It's 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 quite it's quite challenging personally, but I guess I got I'm really lucky to have Hengi as my co-founder and also my husband. So if I needed help, he's there and he understands me worrying about work. I understand him worrying about work as well so it go, goes both ways um for him he's quite hands-on with the baby as well uh, right now I can hear the baby screaming somewhere in the office and he's just trying to tame her um so he's, he's quite hands-on as well um and having family to look after um our well-being while we're trying to deal with this new life with a baby and also trying to look after the business um i guess on you know on the personal side we have our parents to help us and on the business side we have bob who's been our mentor ever since who's always been um i guess he he is our yoda (laughs) to everything (laughs) he hates when i say that but um he he make sure that we were looked after and if we have any issues we have any problems we ask him and he would immediately help us and guide us to the right direction which is really good because i i don't think we we would have survived the first couple of months of the pandemic trying to deal with new family and business without all the help that we have around us
0: Yeah, it sounds like you have a great network, which is really solid to, to support you through that. Because yeah, the other emotional factor is that it was like, even for everyone else who didn't have a newborn and a growing business, it was already quite emotionally challenging going through lockdown. Exactly. Yeah, and the pandemic. So there's just a whole nother layer. Uh, and, that, and you also kind of touched on another factor there, which um, interestingly was the same for me as well, that you were working on your business along with your partner, Henji, and, mm-hmm. and the father of your child, who's the other founder of the business. So, how do you find it, with, like um, living and working and raising a family all together? Like, does that get quite intense for you guys?
1: Um, not really, because I think for the past seven years we've learned how to balance being together and while well, starting a company. Um, so we 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 just started dating when he he came up with this idea that we should do a startup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for a new couple, that might be a no-no. But I, I guess we're both naive <laughs> what the challenges lie in. But we we've gone through the first seven years really well. Um, it's I think we we both know and kind of learn how to differentiate work from personal life. Um, and like I mentioned. Bob has always been a mentor so whenever there's challenges you know we we have someone to lean on um, and to help us which is really good um, I know some people find that working with family doesn't work but I, I I find that you know if if there's a really good relationship that between you know family members I think working with them would work as well and if both parties know how to to have a good borderline between work and personal life then that that works um and also when whenever people know that hey you know there will be tough conversations that might happen in terms of work um you gotta know how to deal with that and to work with that
0: and i guess with you guys like you said that's all you've ever known like you started this when you first got together and that and yeah it's kind of like you don't know any different right
1: yeah definitely yeah do
0: you have any rules in place like strict rules on like not not talking about work at the dinner table or anything like that to make it work
1: no rules (laughs) um i have heard i've heard some couples they they have like certain rules like like you mentioned don't talk about work in the dinner table or um everything but i guess we're both thinking the same things and whenever we try to talk about work at home another the other one is already thinking about it Um, and when it's just I guess it's just finding that sync um, having the synchronized thought between the two of us um, it's worked really well um, in terms of we don't have too much stress about talking work and just avoiding it at home um so far which is good so it it has worked for us
0: that is good yeah i think it's probably a case of like you're both you're so on the same page because you're so deep in this business and you love it so much and you're working towards a common goal that you both understand like you know what each other's going through i guess
1: exactly Hmm. Yeah.
0: And I guess the big question with balance that kind of comes up, and I feel like people are quite split on this when I talk to people about it, is whether balance even exists or is even possible as an entrepreneur. Like, What's your take on that? Do you think it's even a thing or is it just all in on the business?
1: For me, this balance, it's not 50-50. There's always something that's going to be more than the other. And I think it just varies on what is required for the moment. Um, For example, during the first couple of months um, of having a baby, the biggest um, portion of our time and focus was on the baby. Um, And we're slowly trying to divide that time back to the business um, as we're being more comfortable having um, to look after a baby, we know that we can. Okay, we can spare more time trying to figure out certain things about our business. Um, I guess some people talked about, you know, hey, it's gotta be fifty percent at home. When you're at home, you gotta just focus on family. When you're at work, you gotta focus on work. Um, I guess it just for me it really is about what is required for certain things in certain days Um, and it's still a balancing act (laughs) that's why there's no set rule there's no set formula that we follow it's just like okay what needs to be done what requires most of our attention right now and that's what we'll focus on so I think it's it's more of a uh, more of a Balancing beam or roller coaster for us mm-hmm. than anything else
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good take on it I like that because it's kind of like that it's a spectrum and it flows like it is. yeah like day to day it's not always like you say 50% it just I like that you exactly. kind of roll with it a little bit
1: because <laughs> I guess if you try to restrict yourself to certain things you'll end up stressing about it um mm-hmm. for example if you say hey I gotta spend this much time on work and spend as much time on personal life and then if you don't reach those expectations you end up stressing about it um which i find not very helpful both ways so i would rather as you mentioned um work with the flow on whatever whatever is happening Mm,
0: yeah absolutely and i think yeah some people say that it is possible to have that balance if you make it your priority um, and then other people say there's no such thing so I think maybe where it ends up is it just depends on what your own personal values are like what you make it whatever you make it so uh, yeah it sounds like that's what you where you guys have gone with it you just you just make it whatever works day to day hmm. so before we wrap up let's chat about the future quickly because i'm really interested to hear obviously you're on a crazy trajectory with with cami and the business in terms of growth and your baby is growing as well uh, yeah. so do you have like plans locked in for cami in terms of keeping this momentum going coming out of covid or or do you just keep taking it one day at a time
1: um some people say like at the the rise of ed tech during the pandemic is just during the pandemic but i i think it's the other way around because the pandemic just fast forwarded all these technology in the classroom for a couple of years and even after all these challenges that we're facing um there would still be a requirement for some sort of technology in the classroom and for Cami, we're still scratching the surface we may have like almost 15 million users but it's still not the entirety of the North American school system. Um, and you think of the upcoming markets as well, like Europe, South America, and Asia. We still haven't looked into that yet. Um, and I know that they would still require certain technology in the classroom, especially now that they've they've experienced the need to having something more stable um, and more flexible in whatever situation or System that they may have. So for Cami, we're we're quite um, fortunate to have a product that works both for remote learning, but also for in classroom. So or even blended learning. So whatever um, setup they have, they would need Cami. Um, and the product itself is evolving quite rapidly to adapt to the needs. Um, our goal is still to build the future of education. So it's not just what we have right now, it will continue to evolve um, in whatever that may look like in the next five or 10 years. Nobody knows. <laughs> but it would, um, it would, yeah, it would definitely always answer to the needs of the teachers and the students
0: crazy to think about how much potential there is right like both in terms of markets uh like you say this yeah the population of the world is huge and a lot of them go to school and will go to education so it's a big big potential for you guys it's very exciting i look forward to seeing what comes next as you keep growing and keep pushing pushing into the future uh, but so we better wrap up um, i'm sure you've got a million things on your to-do list but before we do i'm just going to pick your brain one more time and i'd just like to hear maybe your top tip or your piece of advice for business owners all around that kind of balance and, and making that work what are your top tips
1: first top tip would be finding the right founders um i've seen a lot of startups with amazing group of founders but if the if they don't work really well or if they don't really have the same goals mm-hmm. and values in mind it just won't work it doesn't matter whether you have a one billion business idea or not having the right founders and co-founders is very very important so that's the first one. Cool, Second one. is just Second is just hiring the right people. As mentioned, you gotta hire people who are better than you and who also share the values. Like it's just being in a marriage and it's just being finding, it's the same as finding another co-founder. You gotta find the right people to hire. And also the third one would be adapt. Adapt as fast as you can. You gotta be ahead of the game. Um, And you know, we still try to do that as much as we can. We always look a few months or a few years ahead of whatever we're doing um so that it doesn't catch you off guard um to whatever you're doing whatever business that you may have so i guess those are my top three
0: those are great tips. Thank you. And I feel like, yeah, lots of wisdom in there as well. Um, you shared about your approach to, to balance and family and working with your husband and yeah, so much goodness in there. So thank you so much for sharing that all with me. I've loved hearing about this and how, how fast everything's grown in the last few months. You're doing an amazing job. <laughs>
1: Thank you, thank you as well, Grace, for having me and also for having this awesome podcast. Like I know it's been a, such a challenging times for business owners, and it's just good to he- hear each other's experiences um, and to learn from each other, which is really good.
0: Thank you, I so appreciate that. That means a lot. So thank you for being part of Pip Talk. Well, there you go. I really loved Alice's take on balance. Like with so many things in life, it's really not just black and white. Things flow and they change day to day and even hour to hour, so you really do just have to kind of take it as it comes, like she said. At the end of the day, you go with what feels right to you. Don't worry too much about what you should be doing with your time or how it all comes together. Just do what feels good and what makes sense at the time for you. Thank you so much for coming along on this new pep talk with me today. Um, If you do have a second to leave us a review on your podcast platform, I would so appreciate that. I promise you it only takes a second to tap on that five-star button. Uh, Also remember, you can always give me your thoughts or questions or feedback or anything over on Instagram as well. Anytime, I'm always keen for a DM. Until next time, bye.